The following is a sponsored program on 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM. The views, information, or opinions expressed during this program are solely those of the individuals or participants involved and do not necessarily represent those of Braden Madison Broadcasting or its employees. 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM presents Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program each Sunday morning at 10 AM. Here's your host for Sumner County Spotlight, Jeff Shannon. Well, good morning. Welcome to Sumner County Spotlight. Your host, Jeff Shannon, right here on this uh, great Sunday morning. Look, we have a musical day here. This particular date is uh, Mother's Day. We have a lot of great music that celebrates our mamas over the years, but you know, music is, is really a great thing that touches our hearts, just makes an impact on just about everybody. You're, you're storytelling, you're impacting some great folks. And I wanted to bring a couple in here that are doing some great things, especially for the history of country music. So I want to introduce Melissa Lumen and Hawkshaw Hawkins Jr. right here in the studio, right in front of me. We had this grand entrance, we had smoke, we had glitter, all this coming in. Red we carpet. sure did, yeah. <laughs> If that were, if we yeah. had the budget. <laughs> yeah. So listen, guys, thanks very much. Melissa, let's kick it off. Uh, give me a little background on yourself and let everybody know what's happening. Well, I am a born and bred Hendersonvillian Sumner Countyan since 1966. We're here to promote our show, The Next Generation, Sons and Daughters of the Country Legends. It's our 11th annual show this year. Oh, yeah. We mix yeah. it up every year. Yeah. Well, no, that's yeah. good. So now your dad was? Bob Lumen. Okay. So give it a little history on Bob. Well, my dad was from East Texas, and uh, he won a talent contest in high school. And first prize was shot on the Louisiana Hayride, which is the Cradle of Stars. Mm -hmm. He played the Hayride, and then he got asked to be a member. And from there, it took off. Well, and he almost uh, got out of the music business, did he not? And he was going to play baseball. He did. He was in Las Vegas, had told the audience that he was going to give up the music business he'd only had a few songs chart and yeah. in the audience were two brothers phil and don everly i recognize those guys yeah <laughs> they went backstage and told my dad don't quit don't go to baseball yet we've got a yeah. song in nashville right sung about living by Boodle and felice bryant and we want you to hear it we think it's for you so my dad came to nashville and uh, the rest is history That's on right. that one. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you, and you know, you just you never know until all of a sudden it's just kind of there. You can work for years and years and years, and then all of a sudden, I don't think there's really such thing as an overnight sensation. There's no, a lot you of work that pay goes. Your dues. In. Yes, absolutely. And our parents paid their dues. They paid their dues big time. Sure. You know, and you're talking, you know, in the '50s and '60s. I mean, the the heyday. Mm -hmm. Uh, country music if you will and it goes farther back than that but there's just so much that's involved in the music business and it's probably so much easier back then than it is now because it's changed totally now Mm -hmm. well it's uh, monetarily it's changed for Mm -hmm. sure mom back in the day you know she just she didn't make money you know it seems like to me now they just they throw money at you so we're talking about hawkshaw jr right here tell them who your parents are my parents are hawkshaw hawkins senior of course and a gene shepherd from the grand Ole Opry. that's right she's in the hall of fame yeah and um, mama's from uh, oklahoma and uh, she moved out west into california when she was nine years old and became well one of the first inductees to the bakersfield country music hall of fame mm-hmm. and um, her merle haggard and buck owens were the first three in there but uh, mom you know back in um, the early 50s 
she had a million selling record and that's back when you literally had to get on a bus go to a town find a record store and buy the record and who had record players back in the early 50s you know not a lot of people so it was she's the first woman in country music to have a million selling record and when was she uh inducted in the hall of fame Uh, 2012 with reba yeah wow and bobby braddock you know i remember when reba started and i was working at a radio station over in knoxville you know the a and r guys bring bring this little girl in you know and she looks nothing like she does now, by the way. <laughs> you know, she was right out of Oklahoma, right? I said, well, nice to meet you. Well, and I didn't know who she was, you know, other than she had her, her first hit, I guess, was Glad I Waited Just For You, I think was the song, and introduced me to Reba. And I went, who would think then and now? Look at the difference. And, yeah. You know, the longevity of her career. Now, the first time I saw Reba was here in Hendersonville at Music Village USA. It was a tent, and she had just come out with Can't Even Get the Blues No More. And she had her little prairie skirt on and her big silver belt buckle and her red curly hair. But yeah, that's that's the first time I saw Reba. So yeah. she she was here back in those days in Hendersonville, too. Wow, yeah. You know, speaking of the history of Hendersonville, there's just so much of it. I mean, you all lived it. I mean, you were right here. We're still living it. Yeah, yeah. well, absolutely. Yeah. So over the years, and well, let's say, let's go back. So back in the day when it was, you know, you're hot and heavy right into the middle of this thing, uh, tourism in Hendersonville sounds to me like it was just flat out crazy. It was booming. I mean, people would show up at your driveways in these big, huge buses, get out, take pictures of your house, and it was crazy. I (laughs) mean, this, this was the mecca. Of where everybody lived, of course, the Twitties, the Cashes, the Lumens. It was it. And it the list it. goes on and on. I used to sell my dad's albums <laughs> out of the mailbox and when he was on the road. Mm-hmm. Of course, I lived on Caudill Drive. Roy Orbison was across the street. Johnny mm-hmm. Cash was across the street. Mm-hmm. They're, both their parents lived in the same neighborhood. Helen Carter lived right up the street. Yeah, I got in trouble. I was selling the albums for a dollar a piece. My dad came home one day and he goes, well, I'm just so glad you're selling my albums. How much are you selling them for? I said, about a dollar. And that was the last time I sold albums for a dollar out of the mailbox. But yeah, we had tours, tour uh, buses and Johnny Walker tours. Gray Line Tours, huge diesel buses. Now, don't Connie and Marty live out there now? They did. Yeah. I don't think they... I think they moved. Yeah. They, oh, did they, they did. They were kind of across the street from us as well, next door to Roy Orbison. They bought one of his houses. Yeah, and that, that's an interesting story he had, you know, with Johnny's apple orchard there. And yeah. there's a whole story on that. Just that street alone, how in the world can buses go up Caudill Drive? Oh, well, they did, and they ruined the driveways. <laughs> oh, I was going to say. They ruined the drive. Many times we had to have our driveway repaved because the buses, you know, the heat in the summer, the buses would mess up the, the concrete, the asphalt. Yeah. Where would they turn around at? There was a, if you, before River Chase was built, they would turn around at the end of okay. Caudill. There was a big turnaround. So what houses right back Johnny there then? Cash. Yeah. Yeah, no, well, it was across the street from that was his farm. Yeah. He had a farm. And he still does. It's still there. But, you know, it's just amazing the, the, the people that would come here, you know, with Twitty City uh, going as it was. And what, what when did that kick off? Do you remember the Twitty City? Yeah, that was. 1983? Yeah. It had to be, had to be I right was in out. high school. Yeah, I was just out of high school. Yeah. So I thought you graduated in the 60s. No. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> okay. All right. I was born in the 60s. <laughs> no, I graduated in 81. I think it was right after I got out of high school. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You know, that was just incredible uh, facility there. You know, the one thing that I'm, I'm, I'm sure you guys will agree, there's just a, a staple, you know, Johnny Cash Parkway, Main Street. <laughs> is the wall hello darling mm-hmm. a lot that, of people don't know about that well if that wall goes down a lot of people are going to be 
pretty angry. Yeah. yeah. And they, they need to preserve Rightfully that. So. To, yeah. That that does not get torn down. But you would be surprised the people that drive by it every day and, and have never looked at it and yeah. said, well, by God, that does say Hello, Darling, yeah. doesn't it? So you said you had a story about it? About Twitty City? No, about the Hello, Darling wall. No, I don't have a story about that. Oh, okay. Uh-uh. No. I thought you had some inside sc- No, but I used to go to, back when it was Twitty City and Music Village USA, back then Ferlin Husky had a museum back there, Willie Nelson had a museum back mm-hmm. there, and that theater where they do the Huckabee show, the sound quality in there, of course now it's a TV yeah. studio, yeah. Yeah. but the sound quality in that theater was amazing, and it's just a shame that we still don't have that. I mean, I'm thankful that we've got the Huckabee, but it's a shame that we don't have a venue like that to bring artists here to yeah. do we could do something like our show there it was just a fantastic venue all right so let's just get the whole next generation group have them all come together and build a theater wouldn't that be great yeah we got, we'd have to do it nice. build it and they will come well yeah and then we'll get it pick, have pick it up on television mm-hmm. syndicate it all over easier said than done yeah. <laughs> we're but thrilled the, to do our show down on music valley drive we yeah. do it at the troubadour which is the home of the Ernest tub midnight jamboree has been for many years and that, it is a legendary place down there. I've probably been in there once or twice, maybe. What, but. at the Troubadour? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's been redone. Have you been in it since no, it's been I redone? No, Oh, new I'm, owners. It is. Uh, yeah, they've put up balconies, and oh, yeah, it's it's becoming something. Wow. And we're helping out, too, because we're bringing four or 500 people in there once a year. And, sure. Uh, no, helping to great. get Rodney Collins is the owner's name, and uh, we're helping him get on the map. And what a great guy. Yeah. Well, it's always good when you have people that, you know, support your your vision. Mm-hmm. You know, and you you got to love the music and just want to get it in front of the people because you if you don't have the people coming, it's like, come on. Hey, we started this 11, 12 years ago at a barbecue. Actually, it was 13 years ago. We lost two years due to COVID. That's oh, that's so yeah, yeah, yeah. But we did. We were at a barbecue in Franklin, Tennessee. Yeah. When we had people standing outside, it was a 75-seat venue. We had people standing outside listening to us. Wow. It was now, great. who did you have back then? Yeah, Ronnie We're, Robbins was on Ronnie our show. Ronnie Robbins, um, Don Winters. Not Don Winters. Um, Dean uh, Smith. Dean Smith. Smith's we had son. Patsy's son, Randy Dick, was there with us. Yeah, Randy Dick. Yeah. Donnie Winters. Yeah. yeah. Donnie Winters was there. Yeah. I remember George Hamilton George Hamilton's fifth. dad came and saw us. That's right. Wow. We were, we That's were right. thrilled. George Hamilton the that, You know, it was one of our first shows, and George Hamilton's dad was with us, and... Wow. Sadly, we lost him, I think, a couple of years after that. Yeah. So there, There's so much history and so much music that has to be remembered. And, and that's been, always been my thing, and I've just been a real advocate of preserving this musical era you know, as it is because there were so many great artists that are no longer with us now. But the fact that you guys are bringing, keeping this alive, and you're singing songs from your folks. Yes. Yeah, we, we stay. We're stickler of that, although this year we've got a very special guest that's coming. His name is C. Thomas Howell. He was Pony Boy on the, the Outsiders and he's a great actor and mm-hmm. we're excited to have him. I hadn't met him yet, but, but we're, we've got him. We've got Pam Tillis coming this year and uh, this will be our biggest show ever. Be our, mm-hmm. be our best show. Melissa and I are going to host the show. So Are you going to do any uh, auctioneer stuff? Auctioneer? No, we don't ever auction anything off at, oh, at this show. Okay. I'll be the auctioneer at, a, at the show the <laughs> night before at Country okay, for a yeah. Cause. But no, we don't auctioneer, auction anything off. We just have a good time and entertain the folks and sing the songs that made our mm. parents famous. Yeah. So I guess the format will be you know, pretty simple. You just you have the artists line up and come and enjoy well, the whole thing. Well, there's, there's a whole bunch of us. There's way too many for us to put on one show in one night. So every year we swap them in and out and um, we keep it fresh, mm-hmm. you know, is what we like to 
do. And uh, we try to have a, a new uh, headliner every year as well. And we got lucky this year and got Pam to come. Well, I mean, that's with her dad. And I just, I've actually just saw a thing on uh, Mel. Did, wasn't it his birthday not long ago? Or? Mm, I, think there was I might have seen it on Facebook or something. But I, I was looking at you know some of the old videos from Mel, and he just he just had this thing, man. It was just the thing you just attached to. <laughs> well, we got Mel Junior's going to be on this yeah, show I saw as that. well. That's going to be. And great. if you've never seen him, let me tell you. Oh man, he is one fine entertainer. He is sure he? is. Yeah, oh yeah, he's great amazing. Guy. Now great does guy he live too. in Florida? No, no he, he lives here. He lives in uh, Ashland City. I okay, think. you know, and that's the incredible thing. There's so many great people who live here. And you never know who's right here. Yeah. You know, you could be in a restaurant and Ricky Skaggs pop in on you. Right. And, you know, yeah. We've and been so. very fortunate that several people on our show, some of them, their parents were still alive. Like I said, George Hamilton came one year, but we've had Johnny Rodriguez several times. Yeah. We've been fortunate to have Johnny Lee. We have his daughter, Cherish Lee, Cherish, on yeah, our my show. Buddy. Lori and, Morgan. Uh, yeah. yeah. Lori. Lori's come and been on the show. Carlene Carter. Yep. We've been really fortunate. And, you know, I was just thinking, I've just seen a lot of action from Carlene lately, peering up in videos. Of course, yeah. with social media now, yeah. it's, it's blowing up what yeah. you could do with it. With her, I've been seeing her uh, popping up and doing some things. And then John Carter's been pretty busy. I mean, yeah. he's, I've seen a lot of uh, news stories on him. We're excited he's to have doing. John Carter. I grew up with John Carter. Yeah. I got a lot of John Carter oh, stories. Oh, we could tell some stories. Oh, boy. <laughs> and, uh, I ain't never even met him. Oh. Oh, you have no, no, I still ain't met him. I, I'll yeah. be excited to see well, him. Well, we've been trying to get him every year, and every year he's been busy or he's out of town or this or that. And when I called him this year, he says, you know, I think I can do it. And after I dropped the phone and, and hit my head on the floor, <laughs> when he said that, we we're just so thrilled to, to have him on the show. Great. Well, listen, we got a lot more to talk about. We're going to take just a quick break, and we'll be right back with more of Summer County Spotlight. Thanks for listening to Summer County Spotlight. Be sure to check out our podcast page at whinradio.com. Just go to the podcast tab and click the Summer County Spotlight. There you can check out this show as well as our past episodes. This is Jeff Shannon. Hey, let's get right back to the show. And we're back with Sumner County Spotlight. We're going to continue our great conversation with Melissa Lumen and Hawkshaw Hawkins Jr. Hawk, you you've been a little busy here lately. Oh gosh, well, I stay busy. Well, you got to keep well, you out this, of trouble with this show. I mean, it's it's every other day. We've got a radio interview. We've got we got something to do. We got posters to make. We've got just tons of. We got to get songs, keys, get the band together. Mm-hmm. You know, secure the venue. I mean, there's there's a lot of work to it. We start in February. Is that right? We get the holidays passed and the New Year's, right. and in February we have our first meeting. There's well, what four a, of us. What a chore just to line up all these folks and try to coordinate schedules. Oh my, that's got to be. Chore is an understatement. Yeah, yeah. and wow. we putting together a rehearsal as well. You know, so oh. it's like actually like two shows, and then so you, you got to have a house band. That yeah, plays we, for everybody? we've got we've got a next generation band that okay. we've been using lately. So they, they know these songs, and they, mm-hmm. they, oh, yeah, they so come many great in. musicians. These guys can pick stuff up just like yes. that. Yeah. You know? yeah. But you have some great folks that are going to be on here. N- name a few more of those. Well, we got the Bellamy Brothers kids, Jesse and Noah Bellamy, and they, they're the nicest guys you'll ever meet mm-hmm. in your life, and they're the most easygoing. They're the first ones to get their songs turned in. They're the first <laughs> ones to be there at rehearsal. Great guys and, yeah. and really talented. Yeah. yeah, they really are. Yeah, it makes it hard when – People don't listen and turn their stuff in, right? (laughs) We've got uh, Bunny Anderson, Lynn Anderson's daughter. Wow. We're very excited about her. She's been on our show before, but it's been several years. And son, when she rocks uh, Rose Garden, I mean, that place goes crazy. Yeah. It really does. Gosh, what a memorable song. we got to get her mom in the Hall of Fame. And you know, it makes you think just how music has changed over the years. With all of your folks and all these great artists, 
there's songs that'll be around you'll remember forever. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the stuff that's coming out you're now, you're not gonna remember it. Are you gonna remember years? some nope. of this stuff? Nope. You know, it's like. Nope. I don't know. It just doesn't have, I guess, the star quality, the longevity, the impact that it had on your life yeah. as it did back then. Mm-hmm. And there'll never be a group of guys that can write like the Eagles, that can sing like the Eagles, and make make We've, musical magic. We have like definitely that, yeah. lived the best era in music yeah. history. Yeah. You know, coming up with Waylon Jennings, Willie Nelson, and all them, all the way. Well, It'll never, ever be the same. From mm-hmm. the Beatles. And what was that other guy from Memphis? Uh, Elvis. He kind of put a little impact on things, you know. <laughs> he uh, sure did. He sure did. He, he was actually things. from Mississippi, I think. <laughs> yeah. But you you have some uh, you know great folks. We were talking about the Way Jennings. That's Waylon's grandson. Grandson. Yeah. It does not seem possible. No. And he's good. Yeah, he's he great. Really he did our good. show pre-COVID five, yeah. six years ago. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he's fantastic. Now, do you see a, semblance, uh, a similarity, I guess, in their voices? Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, do you, do you do you see that with, with I, your dad? I, I do absolutely, but my dad was six five, and um, but I sing in a lower register than him. You uh-huh. can tell I'm a baritone, but um, yeah, he was a big old guy, and he sings higher than me. But yeah, those were the good old days. Did you ever try to wear his hat? No, no, no they it just yes. falls down. <laughs> That's a big old hat, man. Yeah, he's a big, he was a big guy. <laughs> and you know, we have a lot of people that say, "Well, they don't sound like their parents." Or they, we don't want to sound like our parents. Right. That's not the point. Right. You know, our parents have already been. They'll never be another Gene Shepherd. And we're not trying to be and sound like them. We just want to keep their music and their memories mm-hmm. alive and well. That's the that's the main key. It of, is of why we do what we do every year. Traditional country music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, real country music. Yeah, exactly. Melissa, run down a couple of tunes your your dad had big hits on i know there's a bunch of them well the very first one was red cadillac and a black mustache and then uh, let's think about living was probably one of his oh, biggest yes. hits yeah yeah and then lonely women make good lovers mm-hmm. when when you say love come on home and sing the blues to daddy those were some of the some of the really really good ones that stand out well, and, and it spans such a great history from the 50s going into the 70s. And it, it, when I look at this list, it's like, wow, I remember that. I remember that one. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he was all about rock and roll in the beginning. And then yeah, in the 70s, yeah. he flipped over to country. Mm-hmm. But he always had a little little bit of that rock and roll in him. And he was one of the first ones to bring a full set of drums to the Opry stage. Seriously? Yeah. Wow. Him and Mr. Acuff didn't get along too well. Oh, yeah. He, <laughs> really? He, yeah. He didn't like... He didn't... Uh, he didn't like the fact that my dad was loud. My dad would tell the sound guy, turn it up to 10 and go take a smoke break. <laughs> well, speaking of that, well, tell us some other stories. Oh, gosh. Well, think of, think <laughs> of some of the, on you know, the ones that another, another thing that he used to do on the Opry, the musicians, there was a, a Debbie would sit on the side next to the announcer, and she would write down every musician that played because that's how they were paid okay. is every time they got out and played. And my dad, right before he'd go on and do his set, He'd grab as many musicians as he could, and he'd take them out there, and he'd say, come on, boys, and it would be so loud, and uh, he he was known for doing that. I mean, you can ask several of the, of course, I don't think many of the original ones are still there anymore, but Mm. they'll tell you, yeah, he'd grab me and take me out on stage, and just I jam. Got, got paid. I'll never forget, um, I was just standing there one night, and my mama said, son, you want to sing? I said, why, shoot, yeah, so I, she got me out. <laughs> I took her. Yeah. Yeah. How old were you there? 
oh gosh probably 24 maybe okay and uh she got me up there well this the first time was actually at the ryman but the second time was at the the new opry mm-hmm. and they've got a circle from the old ryman stage yeah. from the wood of the yeah. ryman stage mm-hmm. and i walked out there and i said guys y'all just gotta let me absorb this let me take this in for a minute i'm so privilege to be standing in this square but it's not a square it's a circle, circle. <laughs> but i felt square? i said square and i felt oh, like an idiot man. then I my face got red video. oh my face got red yeah. and i was so embarrassed wow <laughs> but thank god the people can't see that circle right. unless they're up high sure yeah you know, but well and, and you know it's there and it's like just to get close to it well i'll tell you a story it's, about that circle oh yeah my mom and i went to see julio iglesias when he came out on stage he knelt down on his knees and he kissed the floor kissed the spot and when he stood up he said i'm kissing this because so many legends performed here before me well, hank wow. williams they don't get no bigger than that no. you know yes yeah. but when they tore that stage out did they send you a piece of the wood no i didn't get a piece of the i wood. got a piece of wood with a, a little metal type thing on it that oh, said mom's cool. name you know? was yeah. was it square <laughs> square <laughs> it was a rectangle we all got bricks when they tore the rhyme we, did. Oh, that's we brick, have yeah. bricks that have our parents name on them and they're a pin it's yeah. an ink pen wow. holder so and then when they tore the carpet up they gave pieces of the carpet away I didn't the green get carpet that. with the gold guitar i didn't get it either i think they just gave it to if your opry member was still alive right you got yeah. it i mean that's historic right there and those pews in the Ryman. Yeah, yeah. They're still there. They're still there. Yeah. And imagine how many Heinies have sat in those seats. You know, mm-hmm. and it was like, wow. Yeah. And they're still doing it. And another they thing, they're do, the thing I really like, they're, they're, they started doing now, well, I guess they've been doing it, but the, you know, the, the statues outside. Yeah. You know, Charlie Pride, I guess, just, just got up there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's, I don't know how much room they have. To, they can't put everybody out there, but yeah. <laughs> that would they're be nice if they could. They're expensive to do, but oh, yeah, absolutely. definitely nice. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we were those Opry brats. Oh, yeah. You know, we were all little kids running around just jacked up on pink lemonade yeah did, did there you, was a, did, the, did, the green room had a, a little lady i can't even remember her name uh, rose rose rosie or rosie rose. and uh she served black coffee and pink lemonade and of course i didn't drink black coffee but you know we'd get jacked up on the pink lemonade and we'd run around and play oh, hide and wow. seek because there was a lot of hiding places behind those great big orange curtains yeah and uh yeah we, did, we were the opry brass we running were. around getting in trouble did you yeah. ever sneak into tootsie's oh god I, i'm sure he did oh, i did yeah. oh yeah oh i want to hear those I was, stories i <laughs> was a kid going in there i uh, mean just a kid after the opera course it was right across the street from the backstage entrance yeah and mom i remember going down there as a kid there's no telling who was in it that's back in the willie days the harlan right. howard days yeah. and the wayne kemp's and all them guys i don't know who i saw but i remember going in there as a kid that's a famous alleyway very famous. <laughs> a lot of history in that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's the great thing. I'm so impressed with when you go, when you go to just walk the streets and how many songs have been written about the streets of Broadway. Yeah. You know, and you know, Glenn, I'm sure that's what he was talking about. And that, and the rhinestone cowboy thing, the song mm-hmm. he did. And it's just such an incredible place. In fact, j- just the other night, we drove down through there. My mother-in-law just moved to town. So you have to have her experience. And it was like music left and right and the crowds and the, oh my gosh, it's a, a, amazing. All of the the new buildings and the clubs that are, that yeah, are coming you used in down to could there. walk down there. Now you can't. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not now. 
Uh, you, especially on the weekends. Oh yeah, it's oh, crazy. Forget about it. And of course, you know Taylor just left, and I was talking to one of the the waiters, and he said it was a zoo. Mm. I mean, there were so many Swifties in there, and these little kids, you know, yeah. just he yeah. Said, I made the mistake of going downtown. Oh, did you? This yes. past weekend. Yes. Oh, I would Lord, you need a medal. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't thinking, Mm-mm-mm. especially with the delay. You know, and they had that that big delay up there, and everybody, yeah. you know, head yeah. over to the restaurants, yeah. and they got swamped. Yeah, and there was just so many people packed in there. Well, that, didn't they say she had a quarter of a million people in three nights? Mm-hmm. Oh, I wouldn't. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it was yeah. in, insane. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. the, you know, the impact that she's had. Being I'm proud to say she lived here from yeah. Hendersonville. Yeah. That's right. Does she still and live here? My high school. You went to. Beach, I went to Beach. Yeah. Didn't does she still live here though? I no, think. I don't. I was think she lives in Nashville, but I mean, you know, she went to my alma mater, so and she's done quite a bit for Hendersonville. You know, she donated money to Kids Kingdom. Yeah, and, and I had heard uh, my son goes to Liberty Creek, and he said that Taylor showed up out there. Oh. I guess one of his friends is a Swifty and was all excited about it. Now, you know, she probably just wanted to look at that college campus because that's huge. Yeah. If you haven't been out there, you got to check no, it out. Beautiful it school is. out there. You haven't been out there? Uh-uh. Oh, it's, it's amazing. It? But yeah, I mean, just, you know, with that history that, that Taylor brought and the exposure to Hendersonville. Did you read the book from Tina Lee? Oh yeah. yeah! Oh, what a we're in I, it. I could yeah. not. I, could, I, I know. I, I read. Yeah, you guys. yeah. It's a great book, and I could not put it down. Yeah. I, I read it from cover to cover. Yeah. Matter of fact, everybody that moves to Hendersonville needs to read that book as a requirement. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it totally covers mm-hmm. just about everything. Yeah. And, you know, some of the folks that you grew, you grew up with. We were very some. fortunate. We lived lives that, I mean, you know, I played with John Carter, and Roy Orbison used to bring me home from the bus stop. We all went to Sumner Academy together. He'd mm-hmm. bring me home from the bus Roy, stop in his red Ferrari. Roy, I was at my mama's house. My stepfather, Benny, drove bus and was Roy's best friend. I ate dinner with Roy the night he passed away. Wow. Yeah, I knew Roy very well. We used to watch the Sugar Ray Leonard and Marvin Hagler boxing oh, yeah, matches yeah, together. Yeah. He loved Sugar Ray. And <laughs> he I was couldn't a wonderful stand him. Man. He was awesome. He was the contractor uh, on our house that we built. He dabbled in home building, and uh, he was the contractor on the house that we built. You know, with the with Johnny's property out there, I know they had somebody finally end up buying the place. Yeah, but it's still sitting there. Still sitting there. My vision is that somebody, I don't know if they can do it, which I'm sure they could, but they need to put three massive luxury homes on it and put a statue of Johnny and gate it and call it Cashville. That's a great idea. Okay. Three luxury homes would fit perfect on those cliffs. And of course, leaving the uh, orchard, you Mm -hmm. know, the story of the orchard, Mm -hmm. you would never touch the orchard. But uh, yeah, I think it needs to be memorialized with a statue of him and gated and called Cashville. And that might bring the people back out Mm -hmm. here. Now, uh, on Roy's house, I mean, that's still there. Mm -hmm. It is. Is it still in the family or is no, no, no. Barbara moved to Malibu, California. Oh, okay. After Roy died, and or, or before Roy died, actually, because so. he came out here to visit his mother. His mother lived here in Hendersonville, and mm-hmm. he was at his mother's apartment yeah. when he passed away. He had wow. just got there. He had just left yeah. our house. Well, you know, there's so many stories, and some you can't tell. Yeah. <laughs> Bunch we can't tell, <laughs> but that's yeah, that's the fun stuff, yeah, you know. Yeah, we could tell them just not on air. Yeah, there probably. you go. There you go. Probably we got uh, Lefty Frizzell's nephew on our show. Yeah, I'm trying Jonathan to think of who. Frizzell. Yeah, Jonathan Frizzell. D. Ford Bailey's grandson. Oh yeah, talk about history. Mm-hmm. Uh, Billy Walker's grandson. And here's your story. Um, Billy, when my dad got killed in that plane with Patsy, they were out in Kansas City, Missouri, doing a benefit show for Jack McCall, who was a DJ who had lost his life. And um, Billy Walker was on that show. Billy's father had had a heart attack. So my father 
gave Billy his commercial flight back so he could get back to the to his dad. And he just said, go on, I'll, I'll ride back with Patsy. So he wasn't supposed to be on that plane. Wow. Of course, at that time, he had the number one song in the country. Wow. And uh, he let – so there wouldn't be no sweepy – <laughs> Sweepy Walker. That's if, right. if it yeah, wasn't yeah. for my yeah. daddy giving Billy that yeah. ticket. Yeah. I'd like to hear the, the story about the name Sweepy. Oh. Oh, you, you know I don't well, know you if know. you can tell that on there. <laughs> no, he knows it no, better than yeah, I we did. Better not, better not belittle him like that. <laughs> All right. So, so listen, we have the 11th annual Next Generation Sons and Daughters of Country Legends show that's going to be going on out at the Troubadour. Music Valley Music Drive. Music Valley Drive. Down by the Fiddler's Inn. And, and that's a great location, which is, has been remodeled and everything else. It's going to be a great show. You can check for it on, on Facebook. You can see all the information about the show on your Facebook page. It's Next Generation Sons and Daughters, the Country Legends page. And that's all you got to do. You can get tickets at outhousetickets.com. It's only $3,500 a ticket. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 30 in advance, 35 at the door. See? I mean, to hear all these great artists, yeah. what a great time. Well, it's time. like a package show. That's yeah. what they used to oh, do. Absolutely. Our parents were on package shows. Well, I, and I appreciate you all. You know so very much because you know with my love of, of country music and everything i just i applaud you for doing this and keeping the memories alive and keeping these great songs to a new generation of people yeah they could fall in love with them they'd have to so well, we appreciate you having us yeah well thank you. And are I, we gonna see you at the show you should okay all right that's gonna wrap it up for this segment we'll be right back with more of sumner county spotlight Thanks for listening to Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program heard each and every Sunday right here on WHIN. Or you can listen on our podcast page at whinradio.com. If you'd like to become a sponsor of this program, reach out to me, Jeff Shannon, at jeff at whinradio.com. And we're back with Sumner County Spotlight with your host, Jeff Shannon. Uh, This Sunday morning, and each uh, Sunday morning, we have this Sumner County Spotlight here for you. And because today is such a special day, because it's Mother's Day, so happy Mother's Day to all of the, the moms out there. And so I thought this would tie in just perfectly. I want to call in my friend Sarah Jane Nelson, who is a incredible singer songwriter she's even a video producer she does all of these great things and we're going to talk about this song in a minute so i want to introduce you to sarah jane right here and look we've got to hear about your history this your career has just been amazing you've done so much and you've got so many great songs <laughs> thank you so much <laughs> i'm so excited to be here mother's day is so special for me i have two kids 17 and 15 you know i've written a lot of songs but this song really has my heart in a way that no other song does and so i'm just really grateful that you're gonna let me talk about mama loves you that's the title it is so special i mean especially for moms this perspective is written from a mom's point of view right that's right so um i guess the, the overwhelming feeling that encouraged me to write this is that I thought about how I wanted to be able to convey to my kids that the love that I have for them is unshakable. It's unmovable. It's not with any restrictions or any constraints. It's it's unconditional love. No matter what we go through, no matter what they go through in their life, I mean, that's what the song says. Mm-hmm. Wherever you go, whatever you do, mama loves you. I feel like there's a lot of gratitude for moms on Mother's Day. As a mom, I'm just really I'm grateful to my kids. Now here we're going to start crying, (laughs) Jeff. Um, But I'm just really grateful to them for making me a mom. It's an honor. Well, and you lived it. So what a perfect material for a song. (laughs) Yes. And, you know, there are a lot of ups and downs over the years. I'm divorced. And so being a single mom, like it's had its challenges and 
you know, we've just all been a team through the whole process. And if you look at the video that you produce this video, correct? Yes. Yeah, so I produce and direct all my own videos. If you want me to go just a little ways back before <laughs> I was doing all of the things I'm doing now, I got my start as an actor. I, I went off to New York City when I was 17. I was born in Arkansas, raised in Louisiana. I wanted to be on Broadway and I, I got on Broadway and then I starred on Broadway in a show called Swing and I toured Europe in the musical Hair. I I toured the U.S. in the first national tour of Swing. And I did a lot of really amazing, fun, exciting projects and traveling. Uh, eventually, I went out to Los Angeles and did I'm TV sorry. and film. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, at, coming from New York, Los Angeles was like a novelty just because <laughs> I could shop at the grocery store and not have to think about the weight of the items that I would have to carry back to my apartment in New York, like to yeah, use yeah. a trunk. Like, it was very, it was novel and yeah. I enjoyed the beach, but yeah, I don't live there anymore. I'm in Nashville now. <laughs> I, you know, I did the TV and film stuff. And um, then I had kids. And once I had kids, I gave up so much in my career and I did it very easily. I don't, you know, I'm not saying everyone has to do that, but for me, like they were just the 100% focus for me. Mm -hmm. And having one, okay, am I going to cry this whole interview? <laughs> but my oldest is graduating from Hume Fog in two weeks. Um, and so like the first one is like going to go off and do their things. I'm just so, so grateful for all the time I've had with them. And, and when I, when I moved to Nashville in 2013, shortly after that, right after I arrived, I became a single mom. That was a huge transition for me. And one way that I dealt with the adjustment, which was with significant adjustment is I started writing songs and I started to, I needed to build a community of people and I started social Socializing in the songwriting circles. Mm -hmm. I started going to NSAI events and 10 Pan South and Americana Fest and all the things. And I just met like such nice people. Like the cool thing about Nashville is that even like the hugest songwriters, they're so warm and gracious and kind and like they they were just so inspiring to me and just so willing to to hear me and i play the bluebird a few times a year i you know i've done some neat gigs i i've done city winery lounge and so i you know i don't tour because i i'm a i'm a mom mm -hmm. first but i do i do uh, i did merle fest and i won the country division at merle fest in the songwriting contest there and i've been a finalist for kerrville new folk festival which i absolutely love it down there in texas and hill country so i do a little bit of touring i mean in three years i'll be an empty nester so who the heck knows <laughs> what adventures i'll have at that point but for now i just write the songs and then that brings me to the videos so like my love of acting and my love of filmmaking. I studied screenwriting at UCLA. I've worked in production on film and television. And so just over the years. And so like, it's neat because the videos bring together my love of songwriting, my love of storytelling visually. Um, I cast them, I find the locations, and I have an amazing cinematographer and editor that I work with. And we've done, so if, if you go to my YouTube channel, mm -hmm. Sarah Jane Nelson, check out the channel. It's got, like, last record was 10 songs. I made eight videos. Like, I have a video addiction. If there's a support group for <laughs> addiction to making music videos, I need to find it. But, um, yeah, so the Mama Loves You video has 
pictures of my kids growing up. It is certainly the most personal video. Well, I think it's amazing you were able to find all that footage over the years. Oh, (laughs) it was such a project. And let me tell you, there were some tears because, I mean, scrolling through. Oh, yeah. And trying to pick out, like, the one. So I got a location over in Franklin. It was with, like, a white brick wall. And so we shot me with, like, a projector behind me. And so the pictures of the kids are just kind of flowing yeah. through, and it shows them grow up. It's, and you didn't even so cry special. during the video. Oh, did I you? cried. Well, I not, did. <laughs> I did. We had to edit it out. Like oh, I was. Right. I yeah. don't. It's. I ugly cry. Like I don't have a cute cry. <laughs> it, it's not good. And so I was like, I was a mess shooting that video. And even to this day, the end of the video, I almost look sad and it's because i'm trying not to cry yeah, yeah. <laughs> i can't get through that song so anyway i mean it is so special i wrote that song i should say with katie boke who is an amazing songwriter here in nashville i knew i wanted to write this song and so i had i called her and i said hey i've got a song and i think you're the perfect person to write it with she was a single mom with her son being only like, I think three at the time. (laughs) So I said, come over to my house. My mom will babysit your son and we're gonna sit down and write a song. And so we did, and we wrote this in one session. I mean, we both bawled through the whole writing (laughs) process because we were just like talking about our kids and stuff. And you know, like raising kids is hard. It's not a straight line. It's there's so many ups and downs and there's challenges that come along. And I mean, my kids have been amazing, but I mean, I think that's what this song has is it has a lot of vulnerability of this is like life hasn't gone exactly how I planned it. But at the end of it all, mama loves you and and I'll always love you. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think it hits home for everybody. And if if you're a mom, this this song is going to hit you. This is what inspired me. And I think any parent, like if you're a loving parent, you know, I mean, your parent loves you. It doesn't sound as catchy. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Now we can say. Daddy loves you. Daddy loves you. <laughs> <laughs> there's probably been a song to that. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, da- daddy-daughter dances. And, That's true. You know, those kind of things. Well, but. and I have had a number of people contact me and say, oh, my gosh, we're going to use that song for our mother-son dance mm-hmm. at the wedding. And I actually just, I played the Bluebird just a few weeks ago, and somebody came up. I sang Mama Loves You. And somebody came up, and they were like, I want to buy your CD, and I, I'm we're going to use that song for the <laughs> wedding. So I said, like, send me a video you know that would so. be great it's so wow. sweet you know i also would encourage people if you're a parent if you're a mom look up the song on spotify or, or just you can just make a reel on instagram or tiktok grab mama loves you by sarah jane nelson and then use um the chorus and put pictures of your child so it's like a way to on mother's day to show gratitude to your child it's also a really nice graduation reel Mm -hmm. if it's somebody who's graduating and the mother is just saying like hey thanks for all these memories yeah so well i know i got one graduating well in the end of high school is this friday oh my gosh and and she's done and i'm going how did that happen because every day you know when i was driving her to school oh "Oh, i hate i hate coming to school and what i said watch what happens when you're done, you're going to begin, oh, I wish I was back. You know, Aww. you just, you miss that, you know, all those years that oh, you yeah. went to school. And I mean, she'll be happy, but she starts college in the fall, but you know, then it'll start all over again. But have you heard my song Drive? Oh my gosh. I have Uh-oh. to send you this song. Uh-oh. It's about, it's a, just about the progression from like 
driving a baby home from the hospital. There, so I cast a baby and then I cast a three-year-old. Yeah, a baby, a three-year-old, and then like a nine-year-old and then like a 15-year-old. And oh, so the geez. process of the video, <laughs> and at the end, she drives away in the car. Shut and it's up. just saying that, I know, you're gonna be a mess, no, I'm just amused. get ready. <laughs> but you know, I love writing songs that mean something to me. And when I'm, I'm in my 40s, so like when I was, here and I was like, hey, I'm gonna start doing songwriting. I had people that were like, you're too old to do country. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm me and I have some songs in me and I'm gonna let mm -hmm. them out, you know? But what's interesting is like, would Mama Loves You be on country radio? I don't know. But it's a song that means something to people. Mm -hmm. And so like, it, it's an honor that you, you know, you're willing to give me a moment to talk and to share my song uh, because there's so much depth that people, that women of a middle age have that is is not something being seen in the commercial market as yeah. much. Yeah. And the, the subject matters I write about are a lot about, you know, just starting over after divorce and moving forward and trying to rebuild my life and, and you know, raising my kids. So yeah. I'm, I'm excited when it touches other people. Well, there was one video that you, when you did Two Worlds Collide. Oh, yeah, We did that. That yes. was I just love the film work. I mean, it was just so emotional about this couple. And how did how did you come up with the vision for that? Well, that so Stephen Wood is who I was uh, doing that duet mm -hmm. with, and he contacted me and said, "I've got a song," and it was Dottie West and Kenny Rogers yes. originally did that song. And he said, "Would you like to sing this duet with me?" So he sent me the track, and of course, I don't know if he's any good. Like I don't know him. Yeah. And oh my gosh, the minute I heard his voice, I was like, "Woo! I'm in! I'm in!" He has got the such a great classic yeah. country voice. Yeah. And so, yeah, so then I said, well, I would like to do a video for it. And so I tracked the vocal here. Mm -hmm. And then I we he came here and, and we shot the video. And, and that was actually, <laughs> that one is in my, my, it's the wall between my office and my work mm -hmm. studio where I like, I do my music stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I, I had that vision that we would be on either side of the wall. So I had to like clean up my office and get everything <laughs> moved out of the way. But yeah, I just, I love, I love, did you ever see, um, I wish I missed you. The one with the pink house. Did yes, you see that yes, video? Yeah. So that one is a. It's a house in East Nashville, and I saw that house, and immediately was inspired to do like a 1950s style theme mm -hmm. for that song. So mm -hmm. like different things get me excited and inspired. But locations are huge for me. Well, you and Taylor need to get together and do some video stuff. <laughs> oh my gosh! She comes yes. up with some crazy stuff too, man. <laughs> it's so fun. It it's is. like making a little short film and. You know, I have to be honest, sometimes I think of a song and as I'm writing a song, like the video is already playing in my head. I just visually sometimes see the video almost before I even see see the song. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, well, that's an amazing. But I'm a visual person. Yeah. So. We're gonna we're gonna play Mama Loves You in this next segment. And there's a lot more I want to talk about, you know, with this song. It's it's one of those I'm telling you, you gotta listen to it and listen to the words, and I I guarantee you all the moms listening out there are gonna relate to this immensely. You, <laughs> the minute it starts, you're gonna go, ah, okay, I'm in. So we're talking with Sarah Jane right here. It's famous. <laughs> You're just incredible, and I, I appreciate you. your work, and we're going to talk more when we come back with more of Sumner County Spotlight. Thanks for listening to Sumner County Spotlight. Be sure to check out our podcast page at whinradio.com. Just go to the podcast tab and click the Sumner County Spotlight. There you can check out this show as well as our past episodes. This is Jeff Shannon. Hey, let's get right back to the show.
Hey, welcome to Sunday Morning, December County Spotlight. Going to continue our great conversation with Sarah Jane Nelson right here, a singer-songwriter here in Middle Tennessee that has just done some great things. And you came out with this song. We've been talking about it last segment. And because of this special day, because it's Mama's Day, I said, well, we got to get you in and talk about this. And mm-hmm. this particular song uh, really is going to attach to a lot of people. So I want to take just a quick listen to this song. This is Mama Loves You, Sarah Jane Nelson, right here on Sumner County Spotlight. Laying on my chest You wouldn't remember But I'll never forget All those long and sleepless nights we spent Feels like just yesterday Years fly on Day after day The best laid plans Well, you know what they say I've just been doing the best I can Praying one day you'll understand Mama loves you Mama loves you Never forget that you All 
right, there we go with Mama Loves You, Sarah Jane Nelson. And folks, did I tell you? <laughs> You're probably sitting there going, oh my gosh, I got to get that song. So that just brings up the point. I mean, you can see it on YouTube. How do, how do people find you? Yes, well, I so appreciate anyone who wants to like, follow, and share, and subscribe to all the different um the different places you can find me, uh, Spotify, Apple Music, all of those, uh, please follow me there. And then, of course, my YouTube channel, Sarah Jane Nelson. If you can subscribe and hit the bell, uh, you'll know when I have new videos. And I, I love, as we said, I love to make videos. Um, the other wonderful thing that I really appreciate is when people subscribe to my email list. It's at SarahJaneNelson.com. That's Sarah with an H. And as my mom would say, like in the Bible, Sarah with an H. And then when you do subscribe to the email list, I have this neat little thing called the five-day storyteller series and that will send you a song a day with the story behind the song and a download and that goes through some of my you know most personal songs i'm not broken is a song that has been very it's resonated with a lot of people and it's it's been my biggest music video um that's just about getting through hard times and out the other side so well, my going, email list is yeah a people great are going through that to, <laughs> a lot yeah, of hard times there's know. a lot and you know at first, it was really stressful to write it from a very vulnerable place. I mean, I had for many years played characters, other people's characters mm-hmm. that they had written and they, you know, and I was paid to to play. And so it was a huge shift for me when suddenly I was writing and just needing to just go very deep and emotionally and vulnerably. So I... Uh, I, I appreciate it when people relate to it. And, you know, we live in a world where things are so, like, perfect and glossy and everybody's all, you know, photoshopped and <laughs> posed. And, you know, like, I, I think it might be refreshing when people are hearing my music and feeling like, wait, you know, I, I do feel kind of broken sometimes after all the things I've been through. And mm-hmm. and the song says, I'm not broken. I'm not done. I get up more than I'm knocked down. Put myself back the way I was found. I have scars, you know, I've sinned, but they're just souvenirs for where I've been. The cracks just let the light come in and I'm not broken. So it's, you know, it's just writing from like a super vulnerable place. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I like to do. And I do have some fun songs. <laughs> I swear I do. Like you don't cry in every song. But anyway, that so that email list, SarahJaneNelson.com is really the best way to keep in touch. Yeah. Well, no, it's great. And Instagram and all that too. Well, of course. Sarah Jane yeah. Nelson. If you type it in, you're just going to pop up. It's all in there. There's but, even a wiki page about me oh now. Oh gosh, I know. Really? I've, I feel like I've arrived with there, a wiki. Yeah, once you made that, look out. <laughs> Now, how do they keep up with the storyline? I mean, it doesn't stop right there when they publish that page. Who do they keep refreshing it? I mean, how, they I got don't to, know. Honestly, I feel like I should update it. Yeah, well, can it, I update it? I, I don't that's know. That's a good question. But you get a lot of great information off there. You know, it's, it's useful, and yeah, I it's just funny like that. I have a wiki because, I mean, I am very proud of all my different accomplishments and my different different fields of performing from Broadway and music and those types of things. But yeah, I was I'm excited that there's a wiki. I feel like my generations later, like my great grandchildren, will be like, "Hey, <laughs> look." Yeah. Well, you know, you've you've been doing this business for a while, so yes. you've you've been through the ups and downs and the heartaches and the you know the pitfalls that that go along with this business. What advice do, would you throw? out there for these youngins coming up? Well, first and foremost, I would say 
to really lean into your marketing and business skills. It's so important. It's called show business. Mm-hmm. Business. There's a business uh, there. Yes. <laughs> and at the very same time, I would just encourage people to really do like the self-work, the work to understand like, who am I and what is unique about me? Because it's so tempting for people to just want to be like someone else and be like everyone else. And when you're young, that's all you want to be is just to fit in. But what you realize as you get older, wait, it's those unique things about me that make me different and make mm-hmm. me stand out. And, you know, especially as a music artist, like it's those things that you can embrace and, and finding your unique personality instead of trying to be the next this or the next that. Mm-hmm. And as far as I Acting goes, I say buckle your seatbelt. It's a hard business. But study your craft. Study the craft and be really in any business I've ever done. Get there early and stay late. Like show up. Mm-hmm. Do the work. Be the hardest worker in the group. Get off book as quickly as you can. Respond to people. I always was good at networking, even when I was an actor. Like a lot of actors are like, I don't do that, you know. But I was like keeping in touch with casting directors and, you know, and same thing with music. Like I'm keeping up to date with other people who write stories about artists. You know, I got featured in American Songwriter, a a nice article, Wide Open Country. Like that was from just going to events and meeting these writers, getting to know them. And so, yeah, I think you just have to be unafraid to be just unapologetically you and but always be gracious and kind like don't be like unkind or and keep your ego in check oh yeah you have to do that because you don't want to burn bridges because i guarantee you you're going to burn your bridges with somebody and down the road that person might cross your path again and guess what they're going to remember that. Yeah. And if you just say yes, you know, um, my oldest child who's graduating high school is going to study theater. And I was jokingly chatting about all the bad musicals that I've done readings <laughs> of in New York, you know, and they would pay you like 500 bucks for the week. And you just do, I mean, you don't care. You're like, whatever this is, I will sing the songs. I will do it. You know, I've done some really bad ones. And we were laughing about them. And I'm like, you know what's funny, though? I just said yes. And then I would meet someone that would end up being directing another Mm -hmm. thing. And Mm -hmm. like, I'm just getting out there. Like, I wasn't too good for anything. I was just like, you know, I mean, some things you have to turn down and, you know, make decisions. But yeah, I just, I think the hard workers, like if you look at superstars, like, you know, Lady Gaga or really any of the superstars, Mm -hmm. they're hard workers. Yeah, almost 24 hours a day. It's, yes, (laughs) you don't get there by being lazy about it. So if you want to be a songwriter, you should be writing songs. You should be going to events. You should be like studying your craft, going to shows, listening to other writers, getting to know other writers. So how does one know they have a a gift for songwriting? Because that's that's hard. I mean, songwriters are amazing people. How do you know at that point? Well, I'm pretty good at writing. You know, that's a good question because art, you know. Who's to say what's good art and what's bad art? I think that if you feel like you have something to say, you've studied your craft and I I don't want to ever tell anyone that they don't have art that needs to be heard. Mm-hmm. But I do have some songwriting coaches and some songwriting mentors that I get feedback from, and I don't mind harsh feedback. Mm -hmm. And I don't mind rewriting a song. Mm -hmm. A lot of my songs from my last record, Shelby Park, I rewrote multiple times. I I really am not afraid. Like, it's like a precious little gem, but you have to not be afraid to, like, break it down and make it better. So for me, it's a process. And some people aren't like that. Some people are like, I don't want anybody to tell me anything about my songs ever and then they and that's fine too and they could be geniuses but for me i'm not afraid to 
to to just keep learning and deconstructing and and just really honing in on my rhyme scheme and my you know just every little element like i really put a lot of time into it so would you advise uh, teaming up with somebody somebody you kind of connect yes. with if you connect with somebody get another songwriter you guys can and, and bounce things off You'll learn oh, absolutely. so much yeah so yeah. i mean it's I, I say just get out there and and show up. I think in life, like showing up is like mm-hmm. half half of it. So well, yeah. like I said, you got to put in the work. It's if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. That's right. <laughs> now, if you come to Nashville, you think that everybody is doing it, but there's just a a lot going on. So, well, listen, I, you know, you spent so much time, but so I appreciate that. So the song "Mama Loves You," you heard it earlier on here. Go back and listen to it again, and go to her her socials and all of her channels and check it out. Sarah yes. Jane Nelson, make a reel with Mama. Loves you. Oh, pictures of your kids. Yeah, well, that would be so. Or special. TikTok. <laughs> yeah, that's doing it. So, listen. Thanks for coming in. I appreciate it. Thank you it. so yeah. much. All this right. is so fun. I really. It means the world to me that you that you like my music and I that do. you're listening and and you want to share with your viewers. So absolutely. All right, there we go. Let's go wrap up this edition of Summer County Spotlight. This is your host Jeff Shannon. Join me again next Sunday right here for more of Summer County Spotlight. Sumner County Spotlight will return next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Thanks for listening.